You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. Wait for it. <laughs> Guys, you know what that sound means. It means we're back with AfterBuzz TV for the Graceland After Show. This is Season 2, Episode 5, H-A-P-P-Y, <laughs> in honor of Shirley Temple and in honor of uh, the Tinkerbell, you know, being a little happy at the end there. Guys, I am your host, Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, on Twitter. And I am joined here by a very special guest. You may know her as Danielle from True Blood or doing the voice of Echo from Killzone. She is now Lucia on Tr- Graceland. The crazy, or the sister of the crazy brother, but we don't know if she's crazy yet. <laughs> we have Jamie Greyhider in studio with us today. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. Thank you for having me. We're so excited, and we're going to totally break down this episode. Sadly, Stephanie Georgie cannot be here tonight. She had another uh, standing matter she had to attend to, but she will be back next week, and she's going to kill herself because she's like going to watch this episode and be like, dude, no! <laughs> and I know it, and she's going to be so excited. I'm going to get text as soon as she watches this episode. <laughs> but we're going to break it down. So the first thing we're going to talk about tonight, you know, I got to get it out of the way because it is absolutely insane. And if you didn't catch it, we did have Eric uh, Valdez in here last week for an interview. He talks a lot about this episode, not specifically, but... Teases a lot that happened in this episode, saying it was going to get crazy. It got crazy. His character is crazy. And uh, check out our interview with him. But uh, in honor of Eric Valdez, let's go ahead and talk about Carlito first and everything that goes down with Carlito and Johnny this episode because, wow. It's really intense. Do you get to be on set when they're filming any of these scenes sometimes? Um, we do a lot of the stuff back-to-back, so I'll be coming and going while they're working on their stuff. And... And, you know, certain scenes, uh, we're all very respectful and give them their privacy for things that maybe are a little bit more difficult to get into for them. They don't want, you know, especially the content this episode, it was really important that no one was making a joke out of it or mm-hmm. anything because everybody needed to feel comfortable and respectful of one another. But there are definitely times when things get super intense that I'll come in in the middle of it and both of them are just, you can tell, so worn out <laughs> and, you know, I can't help but make a few jokes sometimes. In our interview, Eric said that he likes to uh, do it right three times and then just kind of try something new. Have you uh, have you walked in on them just like burst out laughing from him <laughs> trying something new? I've been in scenes where he'll just kind of throw different lines out there, you know, when we're just ad-libbing and it's so hard not to laugh sometimes because <laughs> he's so crazy and so good at it. But, oh, Eric's ad-libbing is, is the best. Is there anyone that you can come to mind right now and mention? Um, I think as the season goes, I don't want to give anything away, but there are just a few things that he says that are almost cute the way he says them. And because he's so psycho, it's just even funnier. <laughs> but he'll just make some cute little comment to Johnny about something. And and you just think about him being so psychotic and it's hysterical. Well, we see that on this scene right now because we open up with a scene in Carlito's house and Johnny's like, here's things breaking. He pulls out his gun because he thinks he's going to have to go all go all uh, agent on us right now. And he you know goes into the house and he sees just Carlito playing <laughs> baseball while you're just literally 
pissed off at him, yelling at him, super angry at him. I didn't quite catch why you were angry at him. Um, I don't know. Did they explain that or no? Yeah, you know, she's just kind of screaming at him that he's a spoiled brat and that he ruined her life and she wished she was never born, you know. So normal things for a sister. She's been picking up after him her whole life. And I think she's just getting to a point where she's really sick of it, as you can see. It shows that we can't really, she doesn't trust him. No, and, you know, he does so many things to ruin her life. In this case, you know, she's talking about losing another boyfriend because Mm -hmm. he acts like a jerk. Um, But, yeah, she gets (laughs) pretty pissed off. So she's baseball. She's she's throwing some some nice uh, nice pitches here, and uh, he's just knocking away with the baseball bat. He's enjoying the insanity of it all because he is insane. Yes. And uh, then when he's talking to Johnny, you just straight beat him in the face with a bottle, slice his head open, and yeah. that's when he kind of goes insane and tackles you to the ground. You looked a little too comfortable there being choked, though. It I, was one of those things where she's like, "I dare you." Like, okay. I dare you. Like our dad would kill him. Literally oh, kill him, you know? Like, it's one of those things where she's like, really, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And she's almost taunting him. I mean, crazy can't fall fall too far from the tree, I don't think. So it's more of like, she's not, I mean, she's scared, but it's showing strength in the face of fear to him, basically. I think she, she understands what's possible, but at the same time, you know, she's just, yeah, she's kind of daring him. I think she's so over it at that time that she's just, like, go for it. Like, what does she care? Damn. So while he's choking her, Johnny's like, dude, come on. She's going to die. She's going to die. And he just socks him in the face. Like, and Johnny doesn't look like a weak dude. He looks like he could probably deliver a pretty mean right hook yeah. right to his face. And you're just like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, oh, you better get out of here, boy. And so Carlito's <laughs> on the ground, sends Johnny out of there. And uh, the next time we see Johnny, oh, man. So we get, this is like, this was a big scene right here. This was when... Carlito's playing some Scarface crap, just being alone in the dark in his chair, brooding, <laughs> and just smoking a cigarette. Very cinematically accurate scene. Very good, well shot. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, so he's sitting in the dark. dark. No, no effort has been made to clean up this broken glass at all. No. Johnny, at this point, is walking in assuming his cover's been broken. He thinks that Carlito's either going to pull a gun on him in sight and just shoot him or just send him out. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. And Carlito's just... God, it's, like, hard to recap how insane he is and how just, like, his mind works. Or he's just like, you need to admit, you you liked hitting me, right? And it just plays on this whole, like, thing of he likes to put Johnny in that submissive role. Mm-hmm. And having Johnny admit it is another way of, I have power over you, you have to admit, admit this. So Johnny's like, yeah, I kind of I kind of liked hitting him. And he's like, well, I, I'm always going to be truthful with you, Carlito. Aww. <laughs> You know, these relationships don't work unless they're truthful with you, each other. you got to communicate. You, you really need communication. <laughs> and communicate. We don't need Lucy as couples therapy on this, but, you know, yeah. You know. Um, so, <laughs> uh, he admits like, and then Carlito says, delivers the line. He says, look, telling the truth and being terrified are not the same things. And I think that's kind of sums up a lot of his dealings with all these other characters mm-hmm. and all the people he all works with. And it kind of shows you why he didn't think twice about shooting his bodyguard in the, in the first or second episode. Because he, nobody trusts him. He doesn't view anyone as a friend because he can't. They're all terrified of him as opposed to being respecting of him. Yeah. He has no respect. He ain't got no RSPCT. No. Find out just... what it means to Carlito. <laughs> it means threatening everyone's lives. <laughs> Oh my god, it was insane. And uh okay, so uh he tells this story about 
kind of giving a more backstory to why he is the way he is and why Lucia is the way she is. And I keep wanting to say Lucia, but it's Lucia, correct? Lucia. Lucia. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong part there. (laughs) Um, So he says, every night before bed, my father would make us kiss his fist, the same fist he'd hit us with. You know, some tough love right there. But like, I mean... You can tell where it comes from for sure. You know, I think the fact that Lucia is striving so much to to have a normal life in the face of all this madness is actually pretty crazy itself. Um, Yeah, when he tells that story, you really get a glimpse into the sort of lifestyle that they grew up in. And it sort of seems like it was a life or death situation every day Mm. as far as tiptoeing around and and making sure that you weren't angering anybody because... You know, that could end very badly. Well, at this point, I just kind of wonder how uh, how involved they are. Because obviously, Carlito knows about all the pickups, so obviously, Lucia needs to know about all the pickups. As his father doesn't trust him, his father maybe trusts Lucia, so she would know a little bit more. I don't know. You know, I think that he, she, he, his father's more there to keep him... From, his father wants her there, I think, more just to keep him in line as far as just doing all the crazy and, and, and out there things he does that are even unrelated to the business. And, you know, she's just trying to go to grad school and and get a degree and she's got to babysit her brother all the time. And I know that she does, you know, she, she doesn't really want to be a part of the business. So how much she actually knows in any given situation probably varies because she doesn't, I guarantee she, she doesn't ask questions. You know, she doesn't want to know. It just, it worries me how they play off of real life on this show so much though that recently there was a, there's a, excuse me, there's a famous cartel in Mexico right now. And the leader of it had a girlfriend who's like 27. All right. Mm. Maybe 30 something now. Okay. So he goes to jail. The, uh, the police will take them, take him down. So now she is running the most. Is she the one that posts all the Instagram photos yeah. and everything? And she's like this crazy murderess. And she like, she runs a complete gang of assassins for the cartel. I've heard about her. I yeah. looked up those pictures, actually. I think it might have even been on set, I, now that I think about it. So, like, when I see them playing off real-life events so much in this show, when I see stuff like that happening, I'm like, oh, my God, the season's going to end with Lucia inheriting the family business. Because... I know. <laughs> honestly, like, not to sound sexist at all, but women... Are, can sometimes be like in in t- television writing, women are usually used for that effect in that nobody expects it until right. it happens. Right. And to have your character like nobody would expect, oh, you're just the nice college girl who's maybe killed several thousand people so far. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying, Jamie she's, Gray Hyder. She's pretty smart. <laughs> I don't she's know. She's pretty smart. Um, so he also says that they stole a box of bullets and uh, they ran away and made a suicide pact that they would kill each other and just be done with this and not have to deal with the father and being everything so crazy like that. And he says, well, the reason they didn't is because Lucia could not do it. So they walk That's, back. It's an odd moment sort of of like a, a glimpse into their bonding as children, I sort of feel like. That's the equivalent, you know, I guess of someone being like, we had a fort out in the forest and we'd run out there and like play make-believe while Carlino and Lucia are we like running steal out in a and... field with bullets that they have access to because they, they're going to just shoot each other. And 
The fact that that was sort of the logic in their family about how you dealt with things, and that really speaks a lot to how they grew up. Well, I find what in- what's interesting is how he tells the story with fondness as opposed to with regret or with, um, like, a, a, a fear. He tells it like this is the first time in his life somebody has trusted him or respected him and would not do something harmful to him. Yeah, it reminds you there's still love. It's still a family as twisted and as weird as it is, you know? Blood is thicker than bullets. In that uh, in that situation, I guess so. <laughs> um, so he, let's see here. They walk back. Um, he later realized why she couldn't do it, and he says she could never hurt him. And the only reason, uh, and he says the only reason she's here now is because his father doesn't trust him. Nobody trusts him because I'm not pretty on the inside like you, but I deserve trust. I deserve loyalty, and I deserve a chance to prove myself. I'm gonna run this family this really just shows so much ambition that Mm -hmm. we didn't really know he had before because he is a rich kid you know he's running some of it we don't know what his goals are now we know that he's after his father's job and you know his father with good reason does not trust him if he's after his father's job because that means that we're going to see kind of power plays being played within the family in that he might use Johnny to kill his father or something like that because we gotta see I feel like Mike is just verging onto the edge of this huge war that's about to, civil war, per se, in this family that's about to break out. And you just got to figure out, like, okay, well, we start the season with Johnny, like, not being able to do his undercover work, not really doing, like, getting his chance. And then we see him kind of being down and out about this. And this is really his chance, and he's being thrown into something so so gigantic. (laughs) So deep. He's like, it's like... He's taking on, like, high-quality Briggs mission level as his first undercover op, really. And even if it wasn't an undercover op, imagine this was just someone's life, and they were trying to become part of a cartel, and this happened. That's too much for a human to handle on its own. And you add the fact that this is all part of an undercover op, and you're just like, how is he going to handle all this? He's got a love triangle with <laughs> Lucia and Carlito. Lucia's the one who's watching Carlito. Carlito wants to kill Lucia's father. Lucia probably doesn't want her father to die, so then he's caught in this war that we're probably going to see later. This is all speculation at this point, people. <laughs> but you gotta know. You gotta look at this this writing and how clever these writers are and how everything does tie into each other. You kind of have to realize where things are going, yeah. and that's kind of where I see it going. Um, So, he gets really close to his face, much closer than we are now. Yes. Um, and says, of course you do. Now I'm going to go to sleep now. I'll see you later, bud. I'll see you later. Just like so intense. Yeah. Like just, you know, they're, you know, they're going to kiss this episode, but like, they're just so close that you like, is he going to do it now? Is it going to be like that? It's so much tension. <laughs> and you couldn't even cut it with a knife. Um, <laughs> God. All right. So the next time we see them is, Car- is right after that when Johnny's like talking to Mike and Charlie and Briggs and he's like so uh Carlito has feelings for Charlie by the way <laughs> this is taking a turn so Carlito's kind of gay I mean he's he's a gay man yeah and uh Mike's like okay well let's use this I want you get to get him leveraging your his emotions for you to pick up this uh shipment tomorrow 
And he wants Johnny to get him to do it, leveraging the relationships, which kind of, we haven't talked about it yet in this after show, but it's kind of juxtaposing Mike and Foster's relationship with Paige using them to leverage what she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to bring up one of our sponsors and we'll take a, we'll be right back after a real short break. Tomorrow on USA Network. I love my wife. Is love enough to keep a relationship going? What does love really mean? Am I meant to be with one person forever? This summer's most provocative new series. What if having it all isn't enough? I just want to feel alive again. I want to feel appreciated. I want to experience more. What else is out there? Why can't I tell him what I want? Is there something more? What does love really mean? Am I the only one who feels like this? Am I satisfied? Satisfaction, a postmodern love story. Premieres tomorrow at 10, 9 central on USA Network. Yes, and as we all know, Graceland is a USA show, so you should guess, definitely go check out that show because it does come here tomorrow night. I'm kind of interested. I'm also interested in Rush. Rush seems like a pretty interesting show with, uh, yeah. I mean, Rush, it's, they could have tied in Rush with Graceland when, when Carlito shot his bodyguard <laughs> because they didn't want to call a cop. Who do they call? They call Rush. So, you it's know, true. you know, all these USA, all these USA shows could be in the same world. I think next we should get Mike Weston from Burn Notice in Graceland next season. I think I'm going to call up Jeff Easton, like just dial a cell and make that happen. Tell him, you know, we'll get the guys from Suits to defend us, and it'll just there you go. (laughs) Really, really, all I want is Bruce Campbell in studios. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, Jay. (laughs) I mean, he's freaking like I got my boomstick, yo. Anyway, so. So this we're talking about it's juxtaposing Mike and Foster, you know, because Paige is pimping Mike out to get what she wants. Um, anyway, the next time we see them is Carlito and Johnny at the club. And this is kind of the third time we've been to this club. It looks like it's the same place. It's the same place they always meet up. And uh, Johnny is being very forward, like not even trying to hide his intentions. Like, yo, what about the pickup? Like, yeah. And it was kind of awkward to me because... They've never talked about anything illegal like that in front of Johnny so far. That's true. So for him to just immediately know, I was like, oh, I want to be involved in the pickup. Hey. Yeah. Let me get some of this heroin dealing. So it's kind of weird, but uh, he he throws his words. He says, you don't believe in me. And Carlito's like. You do a great Carlito. <laughs> I, I talked to him for about an hour and a half last week, so I guess it takes sense. I talked to you, Russell. Oh, he, he hates that. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know that was his first name for a while. Anyway, so he grabs him and he's like, come with me. He takes him in the back and it's just like, I'm going to have to dirty up that pretty face of yours, man. So we think that sh- 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 shiitake mushrooms about to get real right now. Yep. And he's about to like slap him he says slow your roll i was like all right he said slow your roll all right i can i can roll with the the hip language um and johnny just grabs him and kisses him and you don't know how he's gonna react because like you you've been expecting this watching the show yeah. but you really don't know how carlita's gonna react because literally no amount of character development with this character will let you know how the hell he's going to react no. to anything. No. A fly could land on him, he could shoot his best friend. <laughs> or like, I mean, maybe you could make him pancakes and he'll put your head in a deep fryer. Like, you don't know. No. He's, really don't. literally, I talked to him, I compared him to Tuco from Breaking Bad when we were having him in. Yeah. Because it's, literally, he'll beat a guy's face in for no reason. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad at this point, that's not really a spoiler, but come on, what are you doing? Go watch it. <laughs> um, so... He's like, 
he pulls a gun. Johnny's like, and I'm not afraid of you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like he pistol whips him right across the forehead, right across the temple. And he's like, you want me to be honest with you? You be honest with you. Which, so powerful. Yeah. Powerful stuff. <laughs> you know how to speak to them. Speak to him, sorry. Um, he says he's not afraid of him. And then Carlito just grabs Johnny and starts making out with him. I think he knows it takes ballsy moves to win him over. I guess so. He, he <laughs> likes them submissive, but he, it's like having that pet. And that pet does that one thing that like throws you off, but you love him more for it. Yeah. And that's a really weird way of putting it. I mean, he's sort of like becoming his pet, it seems like. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of his bitch. Mm-hmm. No offense to you, Johnny, but <laughs> Manny, you're playing this role really great, though. I really do appreciate your acting and prowess for this role. Um, so they start making me out, and then Johnny's like, now you're going to give me what I want? Careful with your words here, buddy. I mean, you just made out with a dude, and you're alone. He's in really a... going for it. Yeah, he's really <laughs> going for it. I mean, if he said that while doing what Lucia does to him, I think uh, I think this scene would have gone a different direction. I think so too. But he says uh, he says no. I mean, I mean, can I be put on the on the pickup? And Carly's like, oh, oh, yeah, just you mm. and me, just me and you. Romantic first date, picking up drugs, <laughs> barrels of fun. Sorry, total pun. And as Johnny's walking out, Carlito goes to get the car, and freaking Lucia's out there, and he's like, yo, can I bum one of those? Hey, baby. He calls her that. He's like, yeah, baby, I ain't gay. I ain't. What you talking about? I ain't gay. And she thanks him for punching him, and uh, she's like, I, I didn't. I honestly didn't think you were gay. Just saying. And he's like, no, I'm not gay. And he's being very... And this is just one of those things where Johnny's being dumb and letting his dick think. Because technically he's undercover. Like, he's undercover. And if Carlito's gay and he's playing Carlito as a gay man, Mm -hmm. like playing him, everyone should think that Johnny's gay. Because otherwise his cover can be blown. Yeah. And Johnny's not that smart because he... Works Can't with his dick. <laughs> I mean... You're seeing Johnny coming out there, you know? The real agent, not... <laughs> Johnny's not mind works work. like this. I got the case. I got the case. I got the beautiful woman. <laughs> hey. Hey, babe. No, I ain't kidding. I ain't kidding. Oh, no, I ain't nothing. Yeah, we talked in the back room. We talk. I mean, you do talk with your lips. But... I don't know about no kissing no man. And she's like, yeah, it's no secret that Carlito's gay. It's like the unspoken secret. It's like there's lots of people in Hollywood that everyone knows is gay, mm. but they're not out, so nobody talks about it. Right. So, and like that's a Hollywood reference. Like literally, there's so many people like that, but you don't talk about them because mm. it's not you, it's not right. It's not respectful to talk about somebody until they are comfortable talking about it themselves. Um, dun 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 dun. So <laughs> he's like, "Trust me, I'm not gay," and she's like, "Crotch." <laughs> That was hot, though. Yeah, she had to figure it out for herself. You know, I think Lucy is the kind of person where she sees something she wants and she goes for it. I mean, that's a lie detector. They do check it by your pulse. You know? I mean, that that was hot. I mean... No question about it. And then you just give them, like, the lightest, you know, kiss. Like, just a tease. Like, such a tease. And it's funny that, like, our first intro to your character in this episode was you complaining about Carlito stealing all your boyfriends and now you're flirting with Johnny and you're stealing his boyfriend. I'm surprised she wasn't like, are you wearing my brother's cologne? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least she didn't say like, oh, your lips taste like Carlito's. (laughs) 
The same Game of Thrones, continue. though. The same Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, but okay, this is totally inappropriate. How many how many takes did that scene? Take? Uh, we did a good number of takes, <laughs> <laughs> but we you know we all just are laughing through it. And it was so windy that day. And we're trying to light, you know, the black and mild, and trying to do all this other stuff. And that was just one of the many things we had to accomplish in the scene. And by this point, you know, Manny and I have become close and and really enjoy working with each other. And they had just done that really intense scene between he and Carlito. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we try and keep it a little bit lighthearted when we're doing it. But it definitely, you know, it's funny. There's no faking that, really. You know, you just kind of got to you got to do it. And if you don't trust and like the people you work with, then it can come off awkward. But I kind of told Manny, I was like, hey, so (laughs) I'm just going to go for it. Right. Just letting you know. Just I mean, you know. he just kicked, he just kissed Eric, so I don't think he's worried about, I think on his part, he's just like, alright, this scene's cool. Um, I can just imagine him though, like, right when you do that, he'd be like, I guess maybe I am gay. <laughs> I can just imagine the times, like, outtakes for that scene. Yeah, there's a, it's really funny. We've ended up already in the most ridiculous circumstances on this show, I feel like. <laughs> well, I feel like we'll see more this season, of course, with you and Johnny having a little bit of crazy scenes. Um, all right, so we also know that Charlie and Briggs are watching in the car, and uh, they basically, this is when Mike, we find out that Mike and Foster and everyone with the team is outside waiting at the bus thing, like, nobody move until Carlito's in the building. So we're going to stop this storyline there and go into another storyline, because this is, like, at the point where everything starts to intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go into some Paige and Mike. Kind of steamy this episode. A little bit really steamy. Yeah, you know they they do get real steamy, and it's interesting. You know, Paige isn't really shaken by by um, Jessica being there. She I don't think she is, should be though. She's just she yeah she isn't because she's like because um, originally Paige was like you know this isn't more than just that, and now this is the season where Mike's developing feelings for her, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Paige is developing feelings for him. Mm-hmm. So we honestly don't know if Paige is actually just leveraging Mike for what she needs yeah. before even this scene where it's fairly obvious. So they're talking about like the the case. They're working on the missing girls case, and uh, they kind of do some reminiscing where he's like, "You got S M I L E." To be H A P double P. Well, I forgot how the song goes. I don't know. Singing Sir Shirley Temple. And he says, Oh, the first time I saw you was when you were singing karaoke. And then they kiss. <laughs> and she asks, Will you go back to DC? Mike's like, I don't know, babe. <laughs> Sometimes it's not right for me. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like a cute and romantic scene. And then the next scene we see, Oh, Foster's in Graceland. Awesome. How did the writers add drama? Let's bring his side bitch into uh, the equation. Yeah. Which I guess technically Paige is his side girl right now. Yeah, you know, but when it's your your girl and your boss, it's like, yeah. I don't know how you work And I, I was saying this the entire episode. I was like, women know. Like, they know. Mm-hmm. If you walk into a room and there's two women who you've slept with there and you're talking to one the other one walks up, she knows <laughs> if you've slept with her or not. Don't even try to pass it off. So, Mike, that was your first mistake at this point, trying to not be open with it. But anyway, so, awkward. Uh, <laughs> Mike's making a mean frittata. 
And uh, I guess he only makes frittatas for people he sleeps with. But anyway, she came to celebrate the hands up on the contraband. Really, that's really what it is. So basically she said she's shutting down the buses in a week. They got a week to pull in whatever contraband they can, and then it's over. And uh, then uh, we get Johnny walking up to Mike and be like, yo, can I talk to you? And again, Mike blows him off. For the second time this season, every time Johnny wants to talk to Mike, he doesn't get any respect. And this is kind of a... A, uh, it's, it's interesting to see the comparison between Johnny's character and Carlita's character because they're, they're on opposite sides of the law, but at the same time, Johnny really doesn't get any respect at Graceland, mm-hmm. and Johnny really doesn't have anyone who trusts him at Graceland anymore. So the fact that Johnny is dealing with that and Carlita's dealing with that on his end, it's just kind of an interesting, um, mix of the two yeah. characters to be together in that kind of relationship. People are trying to prove themselves. Yeah, so we have one guy trying to prove themselves by taking down the law and one guy, or taking down the criminal and the criminal taking down his father. So they're both got guests taking down a criminal. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so he tells that he, he says that his, uh, cover might have been busted and that's why, that's before we get to the scene in the darkness. Um, so Mike tells, uh, Paige he's pulling the team. Paige knows he's screwing Foster <laughs> immediately. <laughs> And uh, Paige decides to pimp out Mike to get the team back. And then Foster- Mike goes over to Foster's place and she's like, look, uh, you'll get to... She basically tells Mike, like, look, you know, you'll get the credit. You'll have shut down that corridor. We don't know how many buses, though. And we don't yeah. know how many different corridors they're using. And uh, then the clothes are off. And then uh, Mike just can't get it up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why can't you get it up? And he's just like, I mean, and then she knows. She's like, it's Paige. Basically, the attempt did not work. Because after she agreed to give more resources, Mike didn't give her the resources, so she ain't going to give him the resources. <laughs> no. Nope. So, yeah. So he goes back to Paige and just walks in and says, the case is off because I wouldn't approve it because my heart wasn't in it. Oh, It's getting real lovey-dovey. Really lovey-dovey. <laughs> Um, not too much of a development on Briggs and Charlie from their whole, uh, uh, Juan Badillo case this episode. They kind of did a lot of that episode, so the current, last episodes they were putting it off this episode. We do get, um, Briggs in bed alone. He wakes up and finds Charlie tattooing herself, giving a ring of fire, um, in honor of Johnny Cash and just in honor of the hellhole she's come out of since, because of Briggs. It was very mm-hmm. a symbolic moment. And Charlie says she loves him. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's getting serious. Briggs, Briggs is probably like escape, escape, escape. No, Briggs <laughs> is probably feeling well. he's probably feeling really guilty right now, though. Like he straight up lied to her about how um, why can't I remember Kelly Badillo took it, and when she finds out that that's going to come out at the same time as the tape comes out, and then Kelly's going to be putting money in. Right now, Kelly's putting money into a private eye to find out who killed juan which that's again speculation but that's what i feel is going to be coming back in the end because there's no other way this tape is going to be found unless somebody unless it piques the interest of somebody looking for it and a private eye would be the person to find that um and plus she's got an extra 60 grand after she thought she was going to be getting she can throw into anything she wants it's true just saying uh you're not giving anything away no please nope Actually, I don't want to know. I really enjoyed the show, so I don't you know. Really sometimes know. people really push for information, and I'm like, "Do you really want me to spoil it for you?" It's like Game of Thrones. It's like, "Can you tell?" Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he die? Don't tell me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so moving on to Jake's. 
My God. Oh. This is like the last... This is where everything intersects is with Jake's, because Jake's works with Paige. Jake's has this whole thing with his own family. And then everything just goes to hell in a handbasket at the end of the episode. And again, I talked to Eric. Sorry, I keep bringing up Eric. Um, I talked to Eric about how this show is a roller coaster where it's just for five or six episodes, and then it just goes like that. And I feel like this was literally the tipping point where it's up and Paige is taken, and it's all going to be down from here. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It definitely does not slow down. <laughs> it definitely At all? does not slow down. Till episode 13, no slowing down. I I don't think so. The tension's pretty high. I mean, you probably die in episode 11, so you probably don't even know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. I mean, that's that's messed up. Sorry. <laughs> she'll finally uh she'll finally go in finally go in on the suicide pact. <laughs> I mean, that'd be interesting. I mean, they really did foreshadow that, though. They really foreshadowed Lucia killing um, Carlito just from having that line where she, where he says Lucia couldn't do it. And when Lucia can't pull the trigger as kids, it's going to show her... It's going to show the change in her character over time and what this season does to her when she does pull that trigger to kill Carlito to save Johnny. And then she's going to be arrested and Johnny's not going to be able to see her. It's going to be like... Uh, I don't remember you really the... Got, you've got it all figured out, huh? I think I do, but again, I'm totally wrong. I know I'm wrong, but it's so fun to have epiphanies that are wrong. So, I don't know. Maybe I I'll... love hearing everyone's speculation about which way things are going to go, whether they're right or wrong. It's just interesting that people... It's great that people are so invested that they care enough to really think about it. Do you know what happens in the finale yet or no? No. No. I don't. You don't? No. Have you filmed it yet? Nope. Oh. We have, we're shooting the last two. It's a two-part finale. That we're shooting simultaneously. Oh, it wasn't last week. Yeah, last season was two part finale too, wasn't it? So we'll uh, we have we're about to start shooting that in the next couple weeks. So you're about to fly back to Florida soon. Yep. Oh man, get some sun. It's gonna be so hot. I can't. I've been all summer. I'm not allowed to get a tan. <laughs> I know, but you're filming the finale. Once you're done with the finale, it's like, hey, yep. I'm in Miami, bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we start with Jake's. Jake's finds the hooker that he slept with. Did we ever find out her name? I don't know if they say it on the. If they've said it yet, it's Ramona. It's Ramona? Yeah. Because literally my notes say hooker. Like, every single time I bring her up, I'm saying hooker. I'm not sure if they've said it yet or not. And That's who's the question. actress who plays her? I feel like I've seen her in something before. I, um, uh, Lindsay Hahn, I believe is her name. Lindsay Hahn. Okay. I'll look that up real quick. But yeah, so we see Jake's um, finding her. There we go. H-A-U-N. We see Jake's finding her, and he's like... Yo, what's up? Let's go get some breakfast. And she's like, I'm not going to have sex with you. I mean, not really in that tone. But, you know, she's just kind of like wondering, why the hell is this guy finding me? She was in Shrooms. That's where I know her from. Awesome. (laughs) She was also in True Blood. She was a fairy. She was a fairy in True Blood. Yeah. My God. So uh, there's also some characters coming later in the season that are True Blood alum as well. Jeff Easton, are you going to steal some Alexander Skarsgård? Because we'd love him on this. (laughs) We'd love him on this after show, too. Just saying. Anyway, side note. Um, So uh, he's like, yeah, let's get you a shower. Come to my place. I'll take you to my place. Whatever. Uh, The first thing she does is just kind of snoop around, find the torn up room. And he says, I kind of had a bad day. And she's like, kind of had a bad day, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and what's leading me to this point is that she's not really a hooker. Hmm. And it's kind of interesting to think of it that way when you think of it as she is, she's going through some stuff. And the only reason she was out on the road that night was because 
she just wanted to make some bad decisions. Like she just needed to make some bad decisions mm-hmm. so she could. It's just like people who cut themselves to feel the pain emotionally. Yeah. Uh, some people just need to make bad decisions so they feel like life is out of their hands so they don't feel about how they've been controlling it badly thus far. Yeah. And that's a really deep conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's makes sense. But anyway, so she she's like, yeah, we have that in common. They start making out and Mike calls and saying, yo, man, you're not at work. You know, your real job, that your undercover job, we need you fixing some buses. And she jumps in the shower. She's like, oh, he's about to head out. I'm going to go take a shower quick. Yeah. And he leaves her there. It's very trusting. Would you leave a male hooker at your apartment if you allegedly got one? I don't know. I guess it would depend if he seemed hygienic or not. <laughs> well, I mean, he's trying to take a shower. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. No male hookers for Jamie? No. I mean, I just wouldn't leave them in my house alone. Oh, okay. Question, right? Yeah, that's, that's I mean, true. Not, ne- never mind. So you'd go to their place? Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe yeah. I'd steal something from them. There you go. <laughs> like little souvenir. <laughs> this went downhill very fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. We'll bring it back around. <laughs> Let's bring it back around to uh, Jake's at the buses. Mike's giving him crap. He's like, yo, dude, like you're late, blah, 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 blah. And Jake's is like, look, do you have 20 bucks? I'll get your schedule if you give me 20 bucks. And Briggs is like, I vote we uh, get the schedule. Mike's like, damn it, Briggs. And Briggs is like, the crown's pretty heavy there, huh, Mike? It's like, stop acting like a king. Stop acting like you know everything. Like, literally you're with Briggs, yeah. who is so far above you in in everything. Mm-hmm. He's freaking Odin, and you still don't know that. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's why Briggs just has to sort of lay back. Ugh. Anyway, so give him the 20 bucks. <laughs> the next scene, we see him with a paper bag with liquor in it. And he's like, this one's for you, Mike. And just drinks this, like, half bottle of, or this whole bottle of liquor. Yeah. I guess because y- y- if you're going to have to throw up, you're going to need to drink enough liquor that's just going to make you really sick. Yeah, real and fast. If, if I drink a full bottle of whiskey like that, I guarantee you I'd probably be able to hold it for, like, a minute or two tops. And then it's just going. So, yeah. That's a lot. Boss catches him really wasted. He grabs the boss and he's like, (laughs) We don't see it. Well, we do see it, but we just hear Mike and Foster in the surveillance van. (laughs) I'm sorry if you're listening to this in your car. (laughs) I hope you're not listening to this trying to go to sleep. Oh, man. Um, but if you're listening, you should go to iTunes and subscribe and rate us five stars and leave us a comment on our iTunes thing on iTunes, as well as going to YouTube and leaving a comment there, because we do read the comments, and I do enjoy seeing the comments. And you should also follow us on Twitter and retweet it whenever we talk about the show, because the more people that see the show, the more chance we have for great guests like Jamie Gray Eider! <laughs> Camera switches to her. There you go. <laughs> I totally just Vanna Whited you. <laughs> you did. <laughs> And now your prize for the evening, it's Jamie Gray Hyder. Hope you're not disappointed. Brand new car. What's behind door number two? Well, behind door number two is the schedule in the laptop, which he finds, and it says that the deal is going down, the pickup is going down in two days, which is quick. Yep. Very short notice. Everything in the season is short notice. It's like they get the, uh, it's like... Paige reads the lips of the of when the Tinkerbell's coming in. She's like, could be Thursday, could be Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday, so it's tomorrow. Oof. Everything Paige has been doing this season has been so half-assed. And it's not her fault. It's because 
Mike decided to take over Graceland and put all the resources into his stuff, which we don't know yet that, I mean, they're fairly connected, but I don't think Mike realizes how connected they are at this point, mm-hmm. and he's going to discover that through trying to find Paige and discover that Carlito's father, I think, is the one behind it all, mm-hmm. because if you're going to be smuggling drugs in, why don't you smuggle girls in at the same time, double your profits, and, you know, be a heartless bastard at the same time while you're at it, because you're already kind of a heartless bastard, and we can tell that from how Carlito was roasted. up. <laughs> okay, so we got about five to ten left. Sorry, we're going to go over Martin. Um... And, uh, da, 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 da. so Jake's finally, after getting the, the schedule, he's so over it, he's like, all right, I'm going back to my apartment. And we see a bicycle in front of his apartment. And we're like, what the hell? And there's a kid inside the place. And at this point, you haven't really seen his son enough to know immediately that it's his son. I guess if you, like, really paid attention to what mm-hmm. his son looked like, you would. But then you're like, oh, my God, it's this kid. He found his address on, like, lawyer things that his mom had. From their straining order, which bodes bad news for Jake's. Oh my god. Every time something good happens to Jake's, you know something bad, like tenfold's gonna happen. No. Like when he first he bought first he bought the apartment, I'm like, oh, this is not gonna end well. Now his son's at the apartment, the floor is lava and everything's gonna I'm like, I mean, this he's is really so not bad. helping himself at all. He's gotta he's not helping himself. Even in that situation, like what do you do? Like if he drives home with his son, his mom, what's his, what's his ex-wife gonna say? She's gonna say, "Oh, you stole him." Or oh, I mean, the right thing probably is just to drive the boy immediately back and say. I mean, the right thing is to call house, the cops. You know? The right thing would have been for him to call the police and say, "Hey, my son is violating our restraining order. He's at my apartment." Because he is a cop, they'd probably believe him a little bit easier. But damn, Jake's this sucks. Um, I'm he gonna just wants ch- to be with his son. <laughs> channel so some Stephanie Georgia. Oh, Jake's man, I feel for you, boo. <laughs> Oh, they they got you down with the quickness. <laughs> Sorry, love you, Steffi. Wish you were here. Um, so yeah, uh, oh, this is so sad. So it's his head. They just she says to just do something with him. And again, guys, hookers are bad influences. Sorry. I mean, she was pretty nice to him. She was pretty nice, but like that was a bad decision. Like he was gonna like send him home, and she was the one who stopped him from doing that. And obviously, gonna be the one who dooms Paige in the end. Like to what happens um so uh they take him to the certain like the carnival or whatever they play bumper cars uh he tries to talk to anybody while i left but he was so occupied by the bumper cars and then uh they drop him off with a bike and before he goes he gives him a big hug and hooker you said her name was ramona ramona says it's 200 for the day she's crying and he gives her 80 and she says it's fine he'll be fine and she leaves and I'm probably this is probably not the last we see of Ramona. Mm-mm, probably not. Yeah, um, she seems too on the up and up. That does not sound how I wanted to say. <laughs> not in a bad way, but it just she's not really on the up and up. No, but, but she's, I think people she's invested. I feel like in yeah, this, that's what I, that's what's happening. Kind of what I meant. So then we get Paige entering Jake's room. Is like, hey man, need some help from Dale. We're gonna do a little mic on mic, which I didn't really get that. Like, did you understand that? Like, when Mike used to kind of, like, even if he didn't have express permission, kind of, like, go and do the things he needed to do for his ops, even if they weren't necessarily sanctioned. So, basically, pulling a mic on Mike. Yeah. Okay. That's, I didn't understand. I thought, like, Mike on Mike was, like, slang for, like, a certain operation. But I guess they're, they're like. pull a mic on Mike. Okay. That makes so much more sense. (laughs) And uh, Candy Crush can wait. I like that. And if you want to invite to Candy Crush, go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. I do not play that game. (laughs) 
Um, so, Pale, uh, so Paige and Dale, they go on the bus, um, and they find this girl named Anika, or Anika on the bus, and she's, I am just a passenger on the way through Silmar. Or, is that, is yeah. it Silmar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, Paige shows the badge, and she's obviously super uncomfortable, and she's like, she doesn't believe Paige about the sex thing, no, they're gonna help me get my USA citizenship. She starts freaking out, it's like, the man in the cowboy hat will look for me. Alright. So the bus stops, finally Paige walks to the bathroom, cause she's see- feeling sick. And at this point, you're like, this ain't good. Mm-mm. And we have her talking to her in the bathroom. And meanwhile, Jake's is watching. Cops pull up to the truck. And they're like, is this your car? And it's like, yeah, it's my car. Meanwhile, Paige is dealing with a girl, like, trying to get her to throw up all the balloons. And it's really quick cuts back and forth of all three of these storylines. So hard to write notes on this part because yeah. literally it's this. Three seconds, this, three seconds, this, three seconds. Um, so in this storyline, they take Jack, Jake's out of the car. Um, he's being arrested for uh, violating a restraining order. Uh, he tries to run, and they tase him. Jake, stop trying to run, you dumbass. <laughs> and they tase him, and they throw him in the back of the cop car, and they leave. And meanwhile, the truck is empty with the audio from Paige going on, with Paige is dealing with the balloon popping. The girl starts freaking out and seizing, because, of course, when you load your stomach with about probably six ounces of heroin that's black tar heroin it doesn't really do too well (laughs) i mean you can't really take pepto-bismol on that no you're sort of doomed yeah emodium maybe maybe emodium yeah you know emodium if you can cure an overdose of black tar heroin from swallowing a balloon and smuggling into this country you should definitely start uh getting on that advertising wise it's true it'd be good advertising but don't try it don't try it no (laughs) let's let's not (laughs) encourage people to try it (laughs) <laughs> if you'd like to load a balloon full of black tar heroin and buy some emodium. Anyway, so uh, Paige is talking into the into the mic, assuming that Dale is hearing it, but he's not. And this is such a Juan Badillo jingles moment yeah. when the car is sitting there, the radio is going, it's being recorded. Hopefully it's being recorded. Nobody knows if it's being recorded or if she's just talking to no one and nobody's yeah. going to know. Yeah. Oh, and that's even... How to find her. Like, no one that's has even any more terrifying. Idea. They just think probably that... They don't even know. She took the backpack and left. They're going to find the girl, but they're not going to know what happened to Paige. If they find Dale, they'll know, though. If they find Dale, Dale will be able to tell them what they were doing and at least be able to put it together from there. But that is crazy. Um, She decides to take the place of the Tinkerbell, and I pause it as soon as, like, (laughs) I pause it. I was like, she's going to take the place of the Tinkerbell. As soon as the girl's dead, I'm like, she's going to take the place of the Tinkerbell. Puts on the backpack, changes the clothes. Did she? No, she didn't change clothes. Mm -hmm. She was already kind of undercover. And, uh, she threw on her little hoodie and her backpack. And she swallows the balloons. Oh my god, that is so f- fucking dangerous. Yeah. Pardon my language. Like, I'm dangerous, sorry. Dangerous, gross. How do you choke those down so quickly? Now she just has to puke them all back up. I it's guess Paige doesn't have a gag ref- I can't even. <laughs> oh my god, I should not have made that joke. I'm sorry. That was all you. It, it was all me. <laughs> I mean, she's a trooper. She got her hand stabbed and just kind of breathed through it. And she she, she goes through a lot. She's crazy. And, you know, she's just super, like, into her case. Like, she mm-hmm. wants to get it done. She cares about... And that's why she sent Mike to pimp, pimp Mike out. She's like, I don't think yeah. you realize how much I care about these girls. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, she the cowboy hat gets her. They throw her in a van, closes the door. And uh, we get a scene where we see the body being left in the back bathroom kind of sad i mean yeah. sorry anika it's kind yeah. of a terrible way to go and with this we also see mike and them carlito's in the car driving to the place 
and Mike gives the signal to everyone to that Carlito's about to get there and he's about to drive in and don't make a move till Carlito's in the building. Johnny or Johnny's in the car with Carlito. He gets a cell phone call and Carlito's like, "What? Really?" Says, turns the car around. Hey, there's no pickup. And Mike and John, Mike and all them move in to take the contraband, take all the barrels that are full mm-hmm. of oil, and they explode before they get there. We see that. We see Mike realize on his face that there's a mole in whatever situation it is. It's not Graceland, technically, because it could be just anyone who was there, and it yeah. shows that all these people looking suspicious. And then we see him. They use the same technique where they had uh, Mike kidnapped in the first episode, where you see the car, you see him walking, and then suddenly somebody passes by and he's gone. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing, showing that Mike has taken the boss yeah. of Jake's at this at this bus depot. And we're assuming that he's taking him to interrogate him off the record, Briggs, a la Briggs style. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did something with him. He did something with him. (laughs) It's not looking good. Oh, man. And I wrote something in here. I want to find it real quick because I put a note in where Mike is really trying to be Briggs this season. And, like, all these different things that he's doing, it's just so reminiscent of Briggs in season one Mm -hmm. with him just being loose with... Like, with the lying and things like that. Like, trying to, like, lying to Foster to get what he wants. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing last season was there's no secrets in Graceland, but everything was Briggs lying to Graceland. So this is kind of like the same thing as season one, except a new character with his development. Yeah, now it's like, oh, Mike is sort of making exceptions for himself that he probably would have criticized Briggs for making in the past. So that is the end of the episode. Let's go ahead and get into predictions. Well, uh... Main event waits outside the door waiting for us to finish. <laughs> they can wait. I got some Graceland. I got Jamie Gray hat in front of me. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we see them vodka boarding somebody. That sounds very unpleasant. It's like waterboarding, except instead of water, you fake drown them with vodka. Really unpleasant. And that's it, it was the guy who was at the bus stop. They're trying to find out where Paige is because he's so involved in the trafficking that they assume that he knows where they took Paige. Mm-hmm. We see Paige in this terrible situation where they tied her up. They're, like, making her do things, sexual things. And she's like, "I'm not. you're not going to let me use you for sex. And he's like, no, I'm training you. Which makes me think that they're going to start drugging her up a little bit, which is terrifying, but that's... I mean, if, if you've seen Taken, you know, they load them up full of, like, aphrodisiacs, things like that, and just, like, yeah. train them. Train. Terrifying. Um, And we see that Paige attempts to escape, and that they grab her and beat her, and that he's really taking his own personal investment into beating Paige and trying to train Paige. Because mm-hmm. they probably find out that she's not the girl that they think she is. What do you think is going to happen next episode, Jamie? Well... I think that, uh, I think we're gonna see, I mean, they have to number one figure out where, like, figure out what happened with Paige and everything to begin with. And I think a lot of things just sort of were brought to light at the end of this episode. And now I feel like everything's just gonna go kind of crazy and spiral into these different, all these storylines are really gonna start developing. And like you said, they're all gonna start running together. Um, so I think for, I mean, I think next week we're just going to see more of getting deeper into these cases, really. You know, you're really going to see things with the Solano family getting deeper, and you're going to see things with Paige obviously getting deeper. Everyone's cover, I feel like, is a lot more intense this 
this these last few episodes than in the past where it's sort of like going in and out of these worlds that these undercover agents are a part of. And a lot of these cases in this season, they're stuck there mm-hmm. for a long time and super involved. And you're not seeing people go back and forth as much as they were in the past, I think. I think that Paige saved Mike's case by being kidnapped because they only had a week and this was two days in, so they had five days left. Well, this bus thing, this bus depot thing is done. There's no way they can really continue to search through the buses because they've lost the bus depot that 108 goes to and they have no idea where 108 would be or the fake 108 because there's two buses. Um, I think that Paige being kidnapped is going to force Foster's hand into letting them have more time to investigate this. And what's going to happen is it's going to come full circle by investigating, investigating the girls. They're going to, that's going to tie in with Johnny and the Carlito family. And that's going to tie in with the buses and the buses are going to be probably episode nine or 10 is when we get kind of a finisher, the buses. And then everything after that is going to be the war with the Carlito family and everything kind of going on with that. And I feel like we may lose Johnny this season. But that's all I can think about this uh, for our predictions today. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Actually, I want to talk to you a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Do you have any other projects you're, like, doing right now that uh, you want to promote? Like, what's going uh, on? I mostly I mean this, this last year has sort of been Graceland land. Um, my video game is out, which is really fun. It came out the end of last year. I play Echo and Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah. And I've actually been playing the game a lot recently myself. I finally got my PS4 and everything hooked up. You're going to so play the Destiny I'm, Beta? I am. Uh, what? Destiny Beta? Comes I, out tomorrow. I I have to get Killzone down first. Okay. <laughs> I beat Killzone the second day I had it. It was great. Okay. And I remember Just your voice, and I won't give away. the spoiler away for the end. <laughs> but it's kind of good. Yeah, so I'm in video game. I'm in my video game right now, which has been fun to figure out. I'll have to get your PSN network name. We gotta kill some bitches. I'm not together. live yet. I gotta get. I gotta get better. Otherwise, oh. <laughs> I gotta get better before I put myself out in the world. Don't worry, everyone sucks and kills on me. No, I'm just kidding. You just, you just gotta kill them. No, um, and then, uh, of course, I, I have to ask, even though you died in true blood, I mean, I mean, no, you, yeah, sorry, that was a spoiler. I mean, Any chance we can see you again in true blood? Well, I didn't die, but, uh, you know, I think with this being our final season, they're really paring everything down. And due to recent deaths on the show, I think they're, Really eliminating groups episode by episode. I won't spoil. So you won't like flying on a motorcycle and randomly kill somebody or? I mean, it is true blood. Anything's possible. I know. But... That's why I gotta ask. <laughs> you know, but I think they're really trying to get back to basics and tie up a lot of the line storylines and everything and sort of start paring down. All right, guys. So you guys totally need to go buy Killzone 4 Shadowfall. If you haven't played it yet, it's a great game. Really like, cinematically amazing it plays like a movie and mm-hmm. as a gamer myself i really enjoy it i'm gonna be playing destiny this weekend because the beta's out and i'm gonna go cray cray on that yeah. um definitely follow uh jamie gray header on jg hider um mm-hmm. where else can we find you instagram facebook instagram anything? and twitter i'm at jg hider and then i've also got jamie gray hider page on facebook as well anything you want to say to your fans before we head out uh thanks for tuning in and get ready the season's only getting started on graceland <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in again i'm your host Stephen lemieux s-t-p-h-e-n-l-e-m-i-e-u you can find me on Twitter at the same, not the same, but literally my name. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also find me on Guillermo del Toro's The Strain after show here because that show is so badass, as well as doing MasterChef because those shows are not alike at all. So we will see you <laughs> next week for Graceland Season 2, Episode 6, I believe it will be. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, thank you for watching, and we'll see you then. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.